Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Titan of the Dog Pound. I am Thomas Head, joined today by the handsome and bald and all over the United States and Canada, Mr. Michael Welsh. Got a nice jam-packed show for you today. Uh, since we last left off, we have gotten a lot of news on Deshaun Watson, so we'll discuss his suspension and the NFL appeal that has followed. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Sort of, kind of demanded a trade and sort of, kind of held out. We'll dis- we'll discuss that, how the Browns should handle that. And then, of course, all of the Titans and Browns training camp updates. And we have finally had a preseason game. But most importantly, Michael, how was touring with Old Dominion along the entire western half of the United States and then heading up to Canada? Yeah. Um, honestly, it was a lot of fun. Uh a lot of long days just kind of comes with the territory but yeah we flew out to California and went from uh, like near the LA area all the way to Idaho Montana North Dakota Colorado and then we flew back up to Oregon and then flew back to Nashville on one of the longest travel days of my life um, and that was all in a span of 12 days and then last week I was up in uh, Montreal Canada uh for a show they had up there at a music festival and that was pretty cool never been to montreal very cool city um also had a very stressful travel day on the way back i think i texted you because we were supposed to record a few days ago and uh air canada i'll tell you this real fast yeah you sick fuck you (laughs) sick fuck oh my god um but no seriously though i'm sure alexis can attest to this just from flight attendant duties. There were two separate Air Canada flights where I got on the flight. The first one from Montreal to Toronto. So I had a labor in Toronto. I get on the plane and then we're about to back up from the gate. And they say, we have a mechanical issue. It'll be 15 or so minutes. An hour and a half goes by and we sit there while they fix this mechanical issue. So I have a very, what was a three hour window to go through security and customs in Toronto to get back in the United States, cut down to about an hour window by the time we landed. So I rush through security. I get through the, I get to the customs line in Toronto and it's 300 people deep and my flight boards in 45 minutes. And I'm not, I'm not really proud of this. I was a solo traveler and I found a way to finesse and cut the line of about 150 people. So I can make my flight. And then just to finish the story, I do all that. I get to the gate right as we're boarding. We get on the plane. We're about to back up from the gate. And I shit you not, we're having problems with the door. It'll be 15 or so minutes. An hour, 45 minutes goes by and we sit on the tarmac while they fix it. So what was your your route back home from Canada to Nashville? So it was Montreal to Toronto. And then Toronto Toronto, to Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. So it was supposed to be I was going to get back around like 2.45 p.m. It really wasn't that long of a travel day, but I didn't get back until almost 5.30. And it was just a very stressful travel day. I travel a lot, so I'm never worried about missing flights or missing gates and whatnot. But like that layover we had just really cut it down to me having to go through freaking customs in like 30 minutes. If I hadn't cut all those people, I probably would have missed a flight. But yeah. I mean, I, I will say the benefit of being married to someone that works in the airline industry is being able to understand 
all of like the moving parts that go into a flight. And I mean, you know, this has been the case for like a year and a half now, but you know, you've heard the phrase like the entire world is short staffed. Oh yeah. It's just like flight attendants, pilots, uh, ground crew and mechanics. And that's why oh, it's I, a mess. Travel. That's, right that's why this whole, su- that's why this whole summer is just been an absolute mess. So feel your pain yeah. there, buddy. Yeah, it was rough. So, um, but I made it back and now we're going to record the episode we were going to record a couple of days ago. And like you mentioned at the, at the start, we have a lot to talk about, including, uh, you know, the Deshaun Watson never ending suspension. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play how many games, et cetera, which I'm exhausted by. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I guess last time we recorded, the decision hadn't come down yet, but uh, Judge Sue Robinson issued her recommendation, which was a six-game suspension. Um, NFL then decided to appeal the dissent- the uh, suspension and enlisted former New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey to uh, review it and to issue a totally separate ruling. And so... NFL has rumored to be pushing for a year-long suspension. There have been rumors that they try to settle with Deshaun Watson before all this started for a 12-game suspension and a bunch of fines. And then it got leaked that Deshaun Watson would accept an eight-game suspension with monetary fines. So it's just a never-ending saga. And I, man, at this point, who knows, man? I'm I'm tired of predictions. I just want it to be over with. Um, I personally still don't think he's going to be out a year. I keep seeing like Florio and Albert Breer and all these like reporters who've been on it since day one, slowly leaking things out and putting things in articles about 10 games, 12 games, $8 million fine. That's what I think it's going to be if you, if you made me choose, but man, I'm exhausted by all this. It's been 47 days since Sue Robertson made her decision and we're still you know, like this needs, it's being so drawn out. It's unbelievable. I just want it to be over. So. Yeah. I mean, it just may, I, I don't understand why the NFL went through the whole charade of having like a separate judge review this matter. And then, you know, just because I mean, the NFL, you know, they structured that personal conduct policy, you know, 15 years ago, back whenever Goodell took over, just so the NFL can kind of, you know, do whatever they want wanted to in terms of suspensions and I mean you know that's why you know you see complaints all the time about how nothing is ever consistent and I mean it's kind of intended to be that way because it's more of a you know more it's more the NFL wanting to maintain a power structure over players yeah yeah and and being able and I mean you know not say I mean you know Deshaun Watson you know deserves more than six games but I mean it's just she went off a precedent I mean when you look at the precedent it's like she even said in her thing like the NFL you know what she said the forward they may want they want to be more of a forward looking organization than they actually are uh so she was very from what i've heard with her previous work as a federal judge like she's very like by the books goes by president precedent and everything so that's what she did with this um and i mean of course as a as a football fan i was like six games okay we're you know like playoff aspirations are very much in play here Um, but I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't think that I thought it would be more. Uh, so I understand everyone's outrage of it not being a lot more. I, I don't know if he deserves a ban and definite suspension or whatnot, but 
the league really wants a year. I think it'll, you know, it seems like 10 to 12 games is kind of the new sweet spot. But at this point, it's like, who the fuck yeah. actually knows, man? I mean, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, the NFL is going to get what the NFL wants. To yeah. Get. And I mean, like, we both know that uh, the, the Peter C. Har- Harvey that got appointed, you know, like he oversaw the uh, Ezekiel Elliott case and the last two ones that he oversaw that went to federal court, like the NFL end up winning in federal court. The NFL would win in federal court no matter what if the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson decides to sue. But Peter C. Harvey, to me, seems like Goodell appointed him. He helped write the NFL conduct policy. He knows Goodell. He's going to give Goodell what Goodell wants for the most part. Um, that's all it is. I mean, Goodell is still making the decision at the end of the day. It's just they there's another name in place. But to, to, to do the whole runaround with we're going to – do it this way hire a independent party to make the ruling have it draw out for weeks and weeks and weeks and then her ruling comes down and then they undermine her ruling and then appoint who she's female by the way in this whole thing and then appoint a male to make the decision does not sit well with a lot of people either but honestly the whole thing is just a mess it's it's a it's a i mean we, we, as Browns fans, like for the most part, we knew what we were getting into whenever you trade, whenever we traded for Watson, this was, the, this was part of it. I did not, I don't think a lot of people thought this suspension would be drawn out this much. I thought it would Definitely be. Definitely thought we would have had, had a decision by now. And I mean, it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the NFL and Goodell, like they're just going to do what they want to do. And I just don't yeah. understand why we have to have all this stuff in the middle. Like if you want to suspend me, you're fine. Like he probably deserves it. Just go go ahead and do it. Get get it over with. But it's just okay. We're going to appoint this person to review it. Oh well, we don't like how she ruled, so we're going to appoint someone else to do it. And it's just like, yeah, it's a waste. It's, it's a waste it's, of get, time. Get, get get to the point. Yeah, it's a big waste of time. It's a waste of her time. It's a waste of fan. I mean, a lot of us fans didn't ask for this situation at all, and now we're having to deal with it daily of just what the hell is going on. Um. So, yeah, so, I mean, we still wait. It was supposed to be an expedited appeal, and it's been 12 days. So that does not feel very expedited to me. Um, So I still feel like we have to get a decision before the freaking season starts. But at this point, I'm not putting – I'm sick of being like, oh, it has to come this week, and then it fucking doesn't. So, you know, like I'm – at this, whenever it happens, it happens. And then we got just since the NFLPA did not appeal, he's out six games regardless. So yeah. we got Jacoby Brissett for at least six games. That's that's what as a fan, that's what I'm focused on. I'm like, okay, this is how the first six games are gonna go. Um, we're not gonna see Watson probably until we, between like week 10 and 12. So 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 I guess your prediction 10 to 12 games, you think? Yeah, I mean. Best case scenario for a Browns fan right now is 10 games with a five to eight million dollar fine. Um, and that that is what I want. So that's what I'm gonna on on uh audio recording 10 games, five to eight million dollar fine is my prediction. I know the NFL wants the year, but everything that I keep seeing is pointing towards that not actually be what what they get. And Deshaun Watson issuing his apology for the first time showing remorse on camera right before the preseason game really lines up with a settlement 
that may still be being talked about behind the scenes. So there may be a settlement incoming as well, which is what everyone wants. If settlement happens, this can all officially be over with. It's not going to be like, we're going to take you to federal court, this and that suing, you know, so. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I feel like they gave Deshaun an opportunity to make a settlement and he kind of, yeah, but they, they, they can go back to those talks. I mean, he may be being told by his lawyer in camp to be like, look, man, like you really just need to go settle this out and we just need to be done with it. It's been drawn out way more than we thought it would, you know? So I, I, just because initially he was like, hell no, I'm not doing 12 games or whatever. doesn't mean that the talks cannot be reopened with new information and appeals and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I think is going to happen. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. It turns out. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I, nothing would surprise me at this point, but I mean, I'm just going to say a year just because I feel like that's what the NFL, that's what they want. And I mean, I feel like they're just going to ultimately get what they're going after. But let's say hypothetically, Deshaun Watson is suspended 10 games. How, what does the Browns 2022 season look like with Deshaun serving a 10 game suspension? Well, the, the way I look at it, the Browns went eight and nine last year with bottom five quarterback play. So there's no reason, even with Watson being out 10 games, that they can't go 9 and 8, 10 and 7. So I feel like you get 10, 10 and, games. Ten, so 10 games if Jacoby were set and then 7 for Deshaun Watson, and you're saying 9 and 8 or 10 and 7, correct? Yeah, because, yeah, because with pretty much every – minus two games of Baker Mayfield last year who played at a bottom five level of quarterback, we went 8 and 9. And I think the combination of Brissett and Watson is better than the Baker Mayfield of 2021. So, yes, I feel like it's extremely possible. I, 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 would, I mean, I, I know dis- that. Disagree with I mean, but Baker, Baker was also hurt last year. And that also, Jaco- it, it, Jacoby Brissett is not, Baker Mayfield is better it than Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. If you want to make that case, that's totally fine. But I'm talking of 2021 Baker, who every statistic was bottom five in the NFL. I think we would get better quarterback play than 2021 version of Baker Mayfield. Baker may go out and ball out this year or play as well as he did at the back half of 2020. I'm talking about how he played last year. It doesn't matter if he was hurt or not. It's how he played. If he could play like that and put up numbers like that and have like the worst quarterback rating in the history of the NFL in the fourth quarter and whatnot, and we still win eight games and finish one game below 500, I just feel like with a top five talent and a, mediocre to below average game manager per set playing 17 combined games. I, I don't think it's crazy at all to say nine and eight. We went eight and nine with, with that last year. And our team is just as good. I I mean, 2021 Baker, I mean, I feel like him and Bursette are, I mean, at best they're the same. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're the same and we get Watson for seven games, then why can't we go nine and eight or 10 and seven? But also on offense, I mean, you lost a lot of. I mean, you've got Amari Cooper, and then a bunch of other guys. You lost Jarvis. You lost OBJ. Yeah, well, you're you're we counting lost. you're 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 counting on David Njoku to be something he's never been yet. Okay, I mean, yeah, he may I he mean, may he may very well be, but yeah, I I hear what you're saying, but I mean, and, there's but, and then you're going to get Deshaun Watson back. Who I mean, he's not going to you know go gangbusters and go guns and blazing because he's been out of football for so long. Yeah, I still stand by what I said. So we'll see. Our biggest question mark is uh, 
is the receiving core, which has everyone in Cleveland worried right now because Schwartz has looked terrible and uh, Grant got hurt. Jakeem Grant, or you know, he's out for the season. David Bell has been injured coming for most to, of training camp, and yeah, he's, he's finally coming off the PUP. Yeah, he he was participating yesterday. So yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that our wide receiver core. It was concerning before all that stuff happened just because we had Amari Cooper and then they just really believe in these younger guys, which is fine because sometimes that works. But, yeah, it's they may go sign a veteran. Like, I don't know. Um, I think they're going to have to at some point because if Anthony Schwartz can't – you know, Deshaun Watson had atrocious stats in that preseason game, but Schwartz, Schwartz did nothing to help him. He put, like, three balls right in his hands and he dropped them. So – and that's just a tough look for a guy who really wants to bounce back this year um, in Anthony Especially Schwartz. So. Way, yeah, last season win. I mean, hurt a lot yeah. last year. I mean, arguably probably the, primarily the reason the Brown season went the way he did because he caused Baker's injury by letting yeah. the interception happen. And, yeah. oh, man, poor guy's having a brutal start to his NFL career. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, you had a buddy that was an Auburn fan that said don't get excited about him and, I'm not saying that I was out buying his jersey or anything, but it's hard not to get excited about his speed and what he could be. But he he's proven to be a track star, not an NFL wide receiver, is how it looks so far in his career. So, which sucks. But I mean, he's still young. Maybe he can turn it around, but it doesn't look very likely right now. We'll see. I mean, outside of that, I mean, obviously you have Amari Cooper, you know, certified stud in this in this league. Donovan Peoples Jones. I mean, he's had nice, some. I mean, he's flashes. a nice piece, but I don't. You know, definitely not ideal to have him as wide receiver, too. And then, you know, we talked about David Bell, you know, solid kid out of Purdue, but, you know, getting off on the wrong foot, being hurt at the start of training camp. We'll see how that turns out. Anthony Swartz just yeah. stock is just tanking. And then you've got Javon Wims you got from the Bears last year. And, I mean, you just have to assume by week six he's going to start swinging at people on the field and get suspended. Then we had Michael Woods, who they drafted in the sixth round, who has honestly been the standout in camp, which – Take that as you will, but he was like a six-round pick, I think. Um, and yeah, so like he's he's looked really good, but he I don't think he's officially injured, but he was in camp the other day and he had to walk off the field. I mean, you know, we had Nick Harris, our center, Terrence ACL. And then yesterday, our rookie six-round pick center Dawson Deaton tore his ACL in practice. We're down to two centers. That's tough. Sinaris is a very important part of the offense. It's basically the quarterback so, of the offensive line. Well, uh, J.C. Treader, who the Browns have had for the past couple of years, who has played very well, is still a free agent. He's partially still a free agent. A lot of people think because if he was the NFLPA president and there's all, he's been blackballed. But a lot of uh, people want the Browns to bring him back because at this point we're kind of screwed. We're like screwed at center, you know. Um, so it's been it's been a tough few weeks, but dude, I'm a Browns fan. This is every every year of my fucking life. It's like this every year. It's never. Yeah, I, mean, it's I, never I was easy. about to say, does, does all, all, all the stuff this offseason does that even like crack the top ten of like most stressful moments you've had as a Browns fan? No, no. This is just another offseason, man. Like I think Grant in our group chat said, like this one's so different because the Browns are hated. Little, I mean, people just don't get it. It's been Cleveland versus the world for ever. Ever since I can remember, this is no different. Now we're just going to be hated instead of mocked and made fun of uh, for that, being that, oh, that for quote being 0 from the Tony. 
that quote from Tony was cringe, man. It's true. Like, you, I mean, you can't go Cleveland versus the world when like everybody's upset because you've got a sexual assaulter as your quarterback. I mean, man, all those. I mean, you know, I'm I'm all for ripping the Steelers, but all those jokes he made about Big Ben and the turntables. Yeah, full circle. Full circle. But, yeah. So I mean, is is there is there any interest of like JC Trader coming back to the Browns though? Because I, I haven't. I'm, try, heard. I'm, I'm trying to find it. But like I've read something where I like I think he's just kind of done with football. But I don't yeah. know if like the Browns may be interested in him, but he just may not be interested in general in playing football again. I mean, I haven't even heard anything official from any one with sources about them even contacting him. It's just it makes sense on paper to be like, oh, call him back because we had him. And he, but yeah, I, I don't even know if he's gonna play. He's still unsigned. I think he was a sixth highest graded center last year i mean that's pretty wild to be that high of a graded center and not have a job right now um so yeah i mean he might just be done with football uh he may be kind of blacklisted a little bit uh i i have not heard anything official the brown signed ethan ethan posick i think he was a seahawks center he started like 40 games in the nfl he's not good by any means but that's who they have as their center right now i mean when you're down when you're down to third string here you gotta got to yeah. even get i mean if you've got a guy who's been a he was starter string. in this league for a while i mean <laughs> can't can't do much worse than that when you're on your third one but you know we talked you know we talked about sean watson you know i you're very optimistic about the browns what jacoby Brissett can do um one of those weapons he may or may not have kareem hunt a little bit of drama with him over last weekend to where he has been wanting a new contract the browns are not interested in giving him one so he wanted to trade browns denied it he held out for I held in it's held in because he was I still participating in everything he didn't hold out and not show up at all. He was so he he did drills. he did in, he did individual drills, but yeah. he didn't do team drills. So he did his hold in for like four hours, but then like the following Sunday, in the, he was back in practice. Yeah, uh, pretty much everyone has come to the consensus that something has been discussed behind closed doors, and this this whole matter is just kind of like done for now. You know, he he was almost always going to be gone after this year anyway. So like I think he's just gonna play out this year and then and then go from there. I mean Jerome Jerome Ford's his obvious replacement, who yeah. looked really good in the preseason game. And I and I feel like Hunt, his agent was probably like, you know, we should do something like this now. It happened, and then Stefanski and Hunt talked and was like, look, this is not the time to to do this. And because uh, there hasn't been really any word of it since, and he's been participating in all the drills, and it's been back to normal. So I don't know think it was like a one or two day thing um but i mean he is a trade at you know like he is an asset in terms of like you could package him in a deal to get someone i just don't know you know like if if they hypothetically brought in a jimmy garoppolo if watson was out the entire season you would you package him in a trade to san francisco you know like i don't know um i mean could you imagine him in mike shanahan's offense that'd be pretty dope um but would be be nice but i overall envision him playing this year and then that'll be his his time in cleveland will probably come to an end which sucks because he actually does want to stay here he's from the area and hometown and you know nick chubb that's his best friend it's it's tough but i mean it's a business 
Shout out University of Toledo. Go Rockets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I mean, you know, Jerome Ford looks really good in your first preseason game. So I feel like this is a great opportunity for the Browns to at least get something for a guy that, you know, I think we both agree is not going to be on the team next year. So, yeah, you, know, you, I don't, you need to need to re- replenish your draft picks. And I mean, you know, we definitely disagree on what the Browns are going to do this season. I think it's a, you know, it's a good opportunity this season while Deshaun's out to like try and showcase some young talent, re- reload your draft picks, get it. You know, you have a guy off your roster that, you know, you don't have to worry about taking up cap space. And then, you know, let Deshaun Watson shake off the rust the last like 40% of the season and then just get ready for next year. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest issue that a lot of people have with any kind of scenario of throwing this year away is like you're wasting the years of like the prime years of like the Chubbs and the Garrett's and the Wards and all this. So it's tough. It's, it's, it's a, like usual, it's a tough time to be a Browns fan. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely more optimistic than I have been in the past. I mean, from 2012 to 2017, years like that I mean you just knew every year we were going to be ass you know like we have more talent on this team right now than we've had in that those years combined so there's still a reason to be optimistic and excited and like how a team can do and whatnot um it, it just sucks from a you know it's a quarterback driven league and that's still a question mark right now and then the stuff with Hunt I think that that was just like bad timing I don't I think that they're paying him like six million a year right now, and he wants closer to like ten. And an analytical front office, like, are not they're not going to redo his contract to give him that much. Um, so I feel like, but yeah, I mean, and we'll touch on more. But yeah, Jerome Ford, he looks the part. Uh, it's preseason, but you can just tell sometimes, and he looks like the potential is there. So yeah, um, so you get get Kareem Hunt off your roster, get a draft pick, and then you have the whole regular season to give Jerome Ford some reps and. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. I'm just. I, I guess if my gut tells me they're probably just going to keep him on the roster right now, but he could. A lot can change. I mean, like I said, if if Watson does get the whole year, and they uh, decide like, okay, Brissett can win us some games, but do we want him for all seventeen? No, Jimmy G is still available. For example, maybe something happens there. Um, Maybe they bring Tim Tebow in. Who knows? You know, Tim like, Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh man, where um, does Jimmy G end up, dude? I mean, when Zach Wilson went down, I was like, he's got to go to the Jets. But it looks like Wilson's not going to miss the whole season. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of see that. You see that quote where Garrett Wilson said he likes the balls uh, Joe Flacco throws to him more than Wilson. What? No, I didn't see that. Oh, that's dude, pretty alarming. Yeah, I only pull up the exact quote, but yeah, he he's basically said Joe Flacco throws a better ball than Zach Wilson. That's that's pretty uh pretty blunt to throw your quarterback under the bus a little bit. Oh man, it was bad. Poor Zach Wilson, that guy. I wouldn't say that. He's out there just banging milfs, dude. He's kind of living. He's not going to be. He's a millionaire. Yeah, so Garrett Wilson said Flacco throws a, quote, receiver-friendly ball compared to Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. Dude, Joe Flacco, dude, how, he's 
Pushing I keep forgetting he's still right in the now. league. Yeah. I'm like, what is he doing? He's just collecting paychecks, bro. <laughs> he's getting that retirement money. He really is. But yeah, I mean, the Jets would be a good fit for Jimmy G. Um, New York Giants would be a good fit for Jimmy G. Yeah. I mean, your Daniel boy, Jones. Your boy, yeah, your boy Daniel Jones. He, he, did not, he did not look good in his first <laughs> preseason game. So, yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Anything um, can happen in this league. This league, dude. Speaking of this league, there's more than just the Browns um, in the NFL, which brings us to the Titans. And um, got some training camp updates that I would love to hear from you. There's a few I'm very curious about. One of them I see you have wrote down here, which is Caleb Farley, who I'm just like, the boy made a glass. Can he stay put together for a whole season? But he came off, he, came, he avoided the pup list, no injury concerns. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been having a great training camp, stacking a bunch of good days in practice. Super, I mean, you know, all the things we liked about him coming out of college, just an absolutely insane athlete. It's just, you know, refining the technique of being a cornerback in the NFL. So, yeah. I mean, nothing nothing of note in his first preseason game. I don't think he played a ton of snaps, but, I mean, he's just been – he's been killing it in practice. So, Fingers crossed that translates into a good regular season. Fingers crossed that translate in, translates into a healthy regular season. Yep. Coming off that torn ACL, had that back injury coming out of college. So Dude, just hoping for hope, up. you know, just hoping for a solid season and most importantly, just a clean bill of health. Um yeah. Robert Woods also avoiding the PUP list. Um he, he's coming off his ACL injury as well. Looking pretty good in training camp. Um, Traylon Burks, very well conditioned. No, no asthma attacks. No medical. No issues. inhalers. Yep. Absolutely. He's been he's been looking very very good in training camp. Um, fifth round pick Kyle Phillips has just been breaking defenders' ankles all training camp. I really he's like he, him. He's 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 looking pretty good. Um, even getting some first team reps. Um, We'll get to more into his performance in the actual preseason game. But, I mean, Malik Willis, you know, up and down. Just a guy that, you know, you see the physical traits. You see what the Titans like about him. But a lot of work to be done on his end. But, you know, been very coachable. Good work ethic. Haven't had any, you know, any of those types of issues out of him. It's just it's going to take time. A yeah. It's going to take time to refine that raw talent. And, I mean, we'll get into more of that when we talk about their preseason game against the Ravens. Um, Roger McCreary, uh, you know, our first draft pick in the second round, yeah. had a had some – a lot of questions about that pick coming out of Auburn, but he's having a great camp. Um, Elijah Molden has been, has been hurt, but he's starting to come back. Um, Aaron Brewer taking over that left guard spot. We talked about last episode. He was in uh, competition with Jamarco Jones, so yep. he has definitely overtaken that spot. And then on the other offensive line spot, right tackle, it's a battle between uh, Dylan Radins and Nicholas Petit Ferrer, rookie third round rookie out of Ohio State. Um, Radins still probably the favorite to get that spot. Ferrer is definitely more of a definitely more of a raw talent that you know had, had a solid preseason game, but had his struggles as well. So we'll see. But yeah, that that's about all I got, man. How are, how are things yeah. going in Brown's training camp? Well, yeah. But before before we move on to that, do you still feel like out of everything so far that the Titans' offensive line is your like main concern right now? That that is 
definitely the biggest concern for this team. Yeah. Yeah. M- mainly that right tackle spot. I'm intrigued to see how that's going to shake out because yeah. we I talked mean, about it last year is the same thing. It's just like, obviously it's such a big deal. But, yeah. You can't just have like a black hole on one of your tackle yeah. positions. So I just, that, that, that's a huge question mark and there's no way to know how it's going to turn out until the regular season starts, which week one against the giants, it's going to be a test because, you know, we talk down on the giants, but probably the best part of that team is that defensive line. Yeah, that's especially now with good. rookie Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, who I think is going to be the best defensive player from the draft, most likely. Absolutely. He was so damn good. He just kind of got overlooked because of – or slipped a little bit because of the character stuff that I haven't really heard anything about since he's been drafted. But, um, yeah, in terms of uh, Brown's training camp, I mean, there's a few things that uh, we already kind of touched on. I mean, David Bell – off the pup list there were some videos of him catching some balls yesterday and the day before so he is it's nice to see him actually out on the field some because a lot of browns fans are excited about him he can kind of hopefully fill that jarvis landry slot receiver type role on the team uh but yeah he has missed a lot of valuable reps he didn't play in the preseason game so he needs to really turn it on for the rest of the between camp and practice and the uh, last two preseason games, he needs to get some game reps in because the next thing you know, we're playing week one and it's like, well, he's barely played. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I mean, Dawson Deaton, center, like I mentioned, tore his ACL yesterday. Uh, Denzel Ward got active, activated off the pup list as well. So he's officially back, which it's not a Brown season if he doesn't start it on the pup list. So, um, or a Brown's training camp, I should say. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, a, f- a few of the players that have looked really, really good in camp have been, uh, David Njoku, Martin Emerson, who had an interception in the, uh, preseason game has looked really good. And same with Jadavian Clowney, Miles Garrett, the defensive lines honestly looked really good. The Browns did cut, uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Day today because they have until Tuesday that I think they have to be from 90 to 85 players by the end of today. So there will be some cuts today. And uh, Sean Day, who's he's a veteran, he got let go because they have uh, T- Tommy Togia up here on Winfrey, Jordan Elliott, and uh, Taven Bryan on the defensive line, on, on the defensive tackle position. So they feel good about, about them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty normal, I guess, you know, like as normal as a Browns – training camp offseason can be so absolutely so what were your thoughts on the first preseason game i mean you talked about martin emerson just a very very authoritative interception just ripped the ball out of the receiver's hands and ran it back yeah emerson straight up just took the ball from that guy i was watching it at that point i was kind of going in and out of watching the game on my phone and uh i saw that interception was like i know it's preseason but that is the content that you love to see from a rookie player. I mean, if there so, was a video definition of he got that dog in him. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. That, that, was, um, that, that was sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the, the preseason game definitely uh, – I mean, the Browns came in with the win. They looked better as the game went on. They looked extremely rusty and 
very lackluster with the, a lot of the first team out there. A lot, a lot of, a lot of the starters didn't play, obviously, but Watson didn't look good. Dearness Johnson had a fumble. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Anthony Schwartz had like three drops and just like looked terrible. Um, so a lot to still work on there. Uh, I don't know if Watson's going to play any more of the preseason at all. That might've been it, which if so, left a lot to be desired. But as you kind of hinted to earlier, uh, he hasn't played in a very long time. So there's going to be rust to be shaken off regardless if it's now or week 13. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's basically my concern whenever he does eventually come back. And I mean, that's kind of why, my like, outside looking in, my thing is, like, you know, just get prepared for the next season. Like, you know, get, yeah, some, get, get, get young guys some reps. And then, I mean, just the rust from Deshaun Watson is going to be there. And, I mean, you know, let's say, you know, suspended 10 or 12 games. I mean, you got five or seven games to where you can work that out, create something to build on for the next year. Yeah, I, I ultimately think that's what it'll how it'll yeah. end up going if he does play because I I don't think we're gonna be deep playoff contenders by any means. I was just saying earlier, like I feel like if you can win eight games with how the quarterback played last year, it's not off the table to get close to that again. But yeah, he's not gonna come back and throw four touchdowns, four hundred yards. It'll take him a game or two to maybe have a solid game, and then yeah, like by then the season's almost over. He can have some stuff to build on for next year, and then next year be the full okay we we may be like playoff a playoff contender team depending on how things go so uh it's it's tough from a fan perspective because you you see the talent that's on your team you you we all know how good Deshaun Watson is when he's on the field uh so it's it's tough to be like knowing that that's there but probably not achievable this year you know so there's always next year has been a thing for Browns fans since 1964. Man. And <laughs> here we are again. Well, buddy, I tell you what, if that that's probably the perfect saying for the Tennessee volunteers. And speaking of Tennessee <laughs> balls, my man, I mean, I know you're over there. To, we had our conversation about Jacoby Brissett, but buddy, let's get Josh Dobbs in there. Let's get him some starting reps. Come on. Like, we know what Jacoby Brissett is. Like, you know, if you have to start Jacoby Brissett for an extended period of time, you're going to have a below 500 record. I mean, let's just see what Josh Dobbs can do. Inject it into my veins. Go Vols. I I do really like Dobbs. I mean, he's he's a hell of an athlete. He looked good in the preseason game, too. I wish he was, like, I guess a little bit better, I guess, in the coach's eyes to be able to, like, actually go out there and play in some games during the regular season. I mean, he might. You never know what could happen in terms of injuries and whatnot. Knock yeah. on wood, that doesn't happen. But, um, yeah, he he was fun to watch in that preseason game. And Jerome Ford, like uh, we talked about earlier, he going up against third stringers or people that may not make the team, but his field vision and, like, cutting ability and everything looked really, looked really good. I was excited about that. Um, he rushed for over 100 yards. Had a couple of touchdowns, so yeah. I mean, there's there's some some good stuff to to build off of with that with the preseason game. So we'll we'll see how the next one goes. But um, what about the Titans, man? Because as you predicted, Malik Willis came out there and looked amazing at times, and I'm sure Titans Twitter was calling for Ryan Tannehill to be benched. Oh, there there was to be. <laughs> there were some that were. I mean, there's oh, definitely man. a solid section of. Uh... Titans fans that are just you know rooting for Ryan Tannehill's downfall, which is just kind of a it's a weird energy. But 
Yeah, it is. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you with Malik Willis, I mean, you just you saw what could be. I mean, you know, you look back, you know, you look at the touchdown run, like you just see just that innate athletic ability to where, you know, he can reverse field, make a guy miss, and use that big body to barrel into the end zone. And then on the next drive, you see on play action, just that absolute cannon of an arm to where he hits Racy McMath for a 50-yard pass. Yeah. But uh, in addition to that, you know, first drive should should have been a pick six. I mean, just throws a terrible pass, stares the receiver that stares the receiver down. Timing's terrible, and the Ravens defensive back drops the pass. Like it should have uh, been a pick six, but he dropped it. Yeah, I didn't and see then, that. And then a ton of other plays to where he bails on the pocket way too early, and you know, and that that's part of you know coaching him up and refining all the all the talent because he had he's had habits up to his whole life that have not given him any consequences to where. You just can't do that in this league. Like you cannot just, you know, you can't you can't solely rely on your athleticism. And he was able to get away with it probably in high school and then, you know, at Liberty University to where, you know, you're playing the Ravens. You're not playing James Madison University. You're not playing Old Dominion. You're not playing hey. Old Roberts. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't you can't get you, you can't get away with that. Like you can't just you can't just you know run out of the pocket because those defenders are just as fast, if not faster than you are. And in the post-game press conference and in practices afterwards, that's what coaches have said, that, like, that's what they want to do. Like, you just got to stand in the pocket. And, like, if you want to be a successful quarterback, you have to play from the pocket. Pocket, And, I mean, that's a nice ability to have, but that can't be the main focus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He'll have and to he, and, 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 he, and, and he knows that, too, and he he's acknowledged it. And it's just, you know, the only way you can overcome that is just reps, 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 all that repetition to where you're thrown into that situation, and then you just got to basically train your instincts to not do that. Yeah, basically, what, yeah. basically what it is. So, um, outside of that, I mean, didn't learn too much in the right tackle battle. I mean, both guys looked pretty solid. Didn't have any like terrible plays. Um, yeah, it was the Malik Willis show. I mean, Logan Woodside looked terrible when he finally got in there as well but, so, but you still th- you still think he's going to be quarterback to logan what's up i it's up in the air honestly i mean i definitely thought he was the favorite but after that preseason game it's definitely more of a competition now we'll yeah. see i mean it doesn't weigh too much but like the fans definitely want willis i'm sure to be oh, they want Willis start they want willis yeah <laughs> I've been oh, there as a, as a Browns dude. fan. You get a guy you're excited about, and you're just like, "Put him in there. Why do we have so and so in there?" Like, dude, it's gonna crashed. be a, it's it's gonna be a nightmare. Like, let's say like the Titans have a game against the Giants week one, like they did last year against the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, dude, they're gonna want like yeah, it's gonna be pressure, pressure, pressure. It's gonna be a, see what Willis can do. Yeah, so dude, it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare. But yeah, I mean, you know, you saw some good things, but then you also saw you know why he needs work. Yeah why he was not a first round pick like a lot of people thought he would be which exactly. looking back on it it's pretty crazy that he was in vegas and like mocked in the first round you know what i mean yeah like for being a small school guy a very raw talent had a lot of work like who would draft him in the first round to start that's there just wasn't a quarterback like that in this draft even kenny pickett's not like that i mean who did you know he looked pretty good in the preseason game i will say but george pickens 
which I will never be able to move on from the Browns Ooh, having, having pick, yeah. So I've been saying it all off season. You've probably seen me on Twitter. I've just been like it, the Browns were right there and could have picked George Pickens and they traded down to take a cornerback that a lot of people just did not even think that we needed one, you know, I guess you can always use defensive backs. But I'm just like, we had George Pickens right there. Yeah, so. that would, it would especially give them what the Browns wide receiver death chart looks like now. That would yeah, been. it'd be great. And he's been lighting it up all during camp in the game, looked incredible. He's going to be a star. He's going to have a thousand yard season. Uh, and I will never be able to move on from the fact that the Browns not only did not draft him, but the Steelers drafted him. So now we got to deal with him for probably a decade. Uh, anyway, um, tough, tough scene. Tough. Scene. How did how how did uh yeah seriously how did uh did Kyle Phillips play in the game? Yeah, I mean he looked he looked okay. Um, they tried to feature him at punt returner, but the Ravens constantly kicked it out of bounds, so he never really got yeah. to <laughs> never really never really got to see him do anything. I mean he didn't really make he didn't really make like too many too many plays. Yeah. So yeah, just didn't see a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what. What else? What else am I missing? Um, finally got to see Rashad Weaver, fourth oh, round yeah. pick from last year. He's he's yeah. been looking he's been looking pretty solid. Had a pretty solid game. So it, you know, it'll be his first action back since he um, towards bicep last preseason. Yeah. So hopefully we can get some contributions out of him. So when is y'all's next game? Uh, Saturday, Tampa. Saturday, Bay. Yes. Yeah. Same here. We got the Eagles at noon on Saturday. Speaking of which, we have joint practices with them today, and guess who their starting receiver is going to be in these joint practices? Because there's no Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. Uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Oh yeah, they did <laughs> sign Julio. Man, you want to talk about what? Also, uh, watch baby. him. Watch him just go ball out and win a Super Bowl down in Tampa. Probably. I, I mean, they, you guys have a history of having someone like Clowney have a bad season and then go have a really good season with the Browns. So maybe it'll happen with Julio. Maybe it's a Titans problem, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, fault. <laughs> well, I mean, Clowney left a division winner to go to a team that went eight and nine. So maybe that, maybe the Bucks are going to have a downfall this year. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I see you're trying. You're trying to pick at me over there. Pick, pick I mean, have you have you seen all? You think your offensive line injuries are bad? Have you been seeing what's Dude, going on in Bucks yeah. training camp? Yeah, like their backup got injured uh, at the center. Was it the center position? Two two centers and some yeah. other offensive, like one of their yeah, guards. I think it was a guard. Yeah, so I mean, they're I mean, Tom Brady may retire at this rate. <laughs> That's his yeah. kryptonite, just interior pressure. So, yeah, I mean, I saw someone on on Twitter have the funniest hill to die on. I'm about to pull it up. I just want to read it to you i don't know if you saw it so this guy said an nfl hill that i'll die on tom brady wanted to retire this year he's taken the extended time off because he feels bad about still playing because he's taking time off right now from camp yeah yeah, non-football related and then he followed up and said he is playing this season for one reason and one reason only despite adam schefter for spoiling his retirement retirement announcement i'm like could you i mean oh i think it's more so all that I think he wants in on um, wants in on some part of the Miami Dolphins, and then yeah. of course all that news drops about Stephen Ross, and it's like, oh, that that became too toxic to touch. So he had to come back and play another yeah, year, and wait like, for that to die off. God, well, how funny would that be if he's like, yeah, I'm only playing it, like he's literally being petty to play, and probably will throw five thousand yards again. <laughs> probably had those yeah. stats. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, well, we have one preseason game in the books. Got another one coming up this weekend. And uh, hopefully the next time we do an episode, we'll have a Deshaun Watson <laughs> final decision because God, as I said I'm earlier, sorry. I'm I'm exhausted by this. I think everyone at this point is exhausted. Even if you're not a Browns fan, it's just annoying to hear about it all the time. Um, so we know one thing, he will be out at least the first six games. And anyone sure. who follows fo- anyone that follows football knows that there will be more adding on to that 99.9% chance. So um yeah so we'll we'll see by next week uh how that situation unfolds i'm sure everything with the titans will just be business as usual but you guys don't have any any drama so it's peaceful very peaceful it's very peaceful over there it's very jeff fisher like just average you know <laughs> i mean i i wouldn't call 12 and 5 average but you know hey that was last year buddy you gotta move on I'd call that first round exit and four interceptions average below average. I mean, <laughs> finish, finishing above five five hundred for the seventh straight year. Let's go. Yeah, they make trophies for that. Trust me. If we could have a parade for going zero and sixteen, that Music City could have a parade for that. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Thomas's face because he wants to laugh, but he's he's trying to resist. He knows I'm right. All we do is win, baby. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. This has been fun. You have anything else you want to add on before we go today? Nothing more than just a hearty tighten up. Tighten up. And don't forget to go follow Tighten Up the Dog Pod on Twitter, Tighten underscore dog 21. Mr. Thomas Head over here has been putting out elite content as usual. We've had an NFL countdown until the regular season starts with, with some fun videos from each of the Titans and the Browns. Uh, so make sure and go follow us on Twitter, like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Twenty-six and days. Twenty-six days. Yeah, and I will end it by saying, "Go Browns!" I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> this league, dude. This league.